Amen. We're, we're one big loving church family. Amen. It don't take us long to get a virus and get rid of it. Amen. About one service and we're done. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I didn't never realize that until 2020. It was all packed in here and, uh, and, uh, some kind of little Chinese virus running around. And uh, by Wednesday night, everybody in the church was sick. I said, well, you know, my people love one another. We're not standoffish. Amen. Amen. Praise God. We're going to go to heaven together, too. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Good to have Cody and Nancy in church. God bless them. Amen. Praise God. Amen. He's my guest. I invited him. So, you got your Bible, Judges, the seventh chapter. Did you bring a guest tonight? That's all I was wondering. Man, praise God. I did. Thank the Lord. Judges 7. Amen. Begin reading in the ninth verse. Amen. And I feel victory in this house. Amen. The devil's a liar. I said, The devil's a liar. Hallelujah. Judges 7 and 9, and it came to pass the same night that the Lord said unto him, talking about to Gideon, Arise, get thee down unto the host, for I have delivered it into thine hand. But if thou fear to go down, go thou with Fura thy servant down to the host, and thou shalt hear what they say. Everybody say, I want to hear what they say. And afterwards shall thine hands be strengthened to go down unto the host. Then went he down with Fura his servant unto the outside of the armed men that were in the host. And the Midianites and the Amalekites and all the children of the east lay along in the valley like grasshoppers for multitude. And their camels were without number as the sand by the seaside for multitude. And when Gideon was come, behold, there was a man that told a dream unto his fellow. He's talking about the enemy, his enemy. He sneaks in there and his enemy is telling a dream unto his friend and said, Behold, I dreamed a dream. And lo, a cake of barley bread tumbled into the host of Midian and came unto a tent and smote it that it fell and overturned it that that tent lay alone and his fellow answered and said this is nothing else save or accept the sword of Gideon the son of Joash a man of Israel for into his hand hath God delivered Midian and all the host amen I, I want to preach for just a little while from this title amen if you could just hear what your enemy is really saying. Set your Bibles down and lift your hands to the Lord right now. Come on, lift your voice to God. In the name of Jesus. Come on, prayer warriors, help me pray right now. Hallelujah. I want you to open up the ears and the understanding of the people tonight. God, I want you to help your people. I want you to encourage your people. I want you to build the faith of the one that feels lowly tonight. Uh, the one that feels discouraged tonight. Uh, the one that feels like they are the least of the least, God. Uh, I pray that you would lift them up. Uh, I pray that you would help them tonight. Uh, that they would be victorious in everything that they do, God. Uh, come on, why don't we praise God for his word? Uh, Come on, we have some exceeding great promises. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. You can be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. I'm just going to preach. If you could just hear. Everybody say, if you could just hear what your enemy is really saying. Amen. I'm not talking about the front that he's putting up, but I'm talking about what he's really saying. Amen. This was a time in uh, Israel when they were in bondage to Midian. And, and uh, I, I, I like to study the Bible, and if somebody ends up in trouble, I want to know how they ended up in trouble. 
Amen. Say, why would you want to do that? Because I don't like getting in trouble. <laughs> Amen. I don't like getting whippings from Jesus. <laughs> Amen. I want him happy with me. Amen. So let's study for a few minutes about how, how we got to here, and then, then we're going to talk about how Gideon gets out of his mess. Amen. You may be in a mess tonight, but there's a way out of it. I said there's a way out of it. You're not too deep. You're not too messed up that God can't fix you. Amen. Praise God. Amen. But Judges 6 describes what happened. The first verse says, And the children of Israel did evil. Everybody say they did evil. They did evil in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord delivered them into the hand of Midian seven years. And the hand of Midian prevailed against Israel. And because of the Midianites, the children of Israel made them the dens which are in the mountains and caves and strongholds. Amen. Israel was given this land as a promise from God. Amen. This, what I'm preaching about tonight, should have never happened. Praise God. Not the right church tonight. Amen. This should have never happened. Amen. I hate backsliding. I rebuke it in Jesus' name. I pray everybody in this church, you pray through, you get a hold of the horns of the altar, and you say, I ain't going to let go. It don't matter if they talk about me, if they hurt my feelings, uh, if they post things about me, uh, if they tweet about me, uh, if they text me mean stuff, if they give me dirty looks, uh, I'm on my way to heaven, and I'm so glad. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. What a sad story, the people of God running for their lives. Think about that. The people of God running for their lives. Something's bad wrong when, when the people of God are hiding in caves because they can't face life. It ain't going to get fixed out there. It ain't going to get fixed down at the lake or on the bluff or wherever you like to go. They had already went to the mountains and made caves and were hiding out. But it didn't fix it. Running from your problem ain't going to fix it. Trying to ignore your problem ain't going to fix it. Uh, if you're David and you're looking at Goliath, backing up ain't going to get it. I said backing up ain't going to get it. Uh, but what did David do? He picked up five smooth stones uh, and the Bible said he ran. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Let me preach you all. Man, sin, this is a sad thing. Sin will cause you to lose the favor of God. Praise God. I, I didn't think you might run the aisles right there, but it's, it's the truth. Sin will cause you to lose the favor of God. When you start dabbling with the world, all of a sudden everything starts going unraveled. Amen. Well, you thought you had your finances going the right way. All of a sudden, they start to unravel. Huh? About the time you was getting your health back. When you start dabbling and seeing, it starts unraveling. Huh? About the time you think you and honey are okay. And you start touching sin. Huh? It's got a way of unraveling. Huh? Hey, I come to ravel it up tonight. We've had enough unraveling. Huh? It's time. Hallelujah. Amen. I've come to preach against sin for a while. Amen. I've seen people that should have been winning, but they were losing. Praise God. When you should be winning and you're losing, you need to, you need to get a mirror called the Bible. Praise God. Sit there in front of the mirror at home fixing your hair for an hour. But look in this mirror 30 seconds. If you did it right, you'd shout your hair down when you got here anyway. 
That mirror don't matter, huh? but this mirror will take you to heaven. Hallelujah, hallelujah. So here's Gideon. He's hiding behind a building. He's hiding. He's harvesting wheat so the Midianites don't see his crop and go take it away. What a sad life. They couldn't even raise a garden without Midian just coming and taking everything they had. Hey, living in bondage is horrible. Don't, don't tell me being in the world is a happy life. I've already been out there and I've been in here. I wouldn't trade you this for a hundred of those. What, what a terrible life. And, and, but, but it's sin that make, makes life so hard. A man prior to sin, a man had a good life. Praise God. Praise God. Prior to sin, man had a good life. He was just tending to a little garden. Had a nice, beautiful wife, and they were running around eating apples and bananas. And Praise God. Trimming the tree every now and then. No stress. No condemnation. No fear. No doubt. Hey, that's a pretty good life right there. They had the peace of God. They had a relationship with God. All you can eat buffet. I mean, I'm telling you, they had a good life before sin showed up. Amen. Seems like it would dawn on the church, uh, amen, that the more sin we get out of our life. Seems like it would click in the church's mind. Uh, the more sin I get out of my life, the smoother things will start going. Uh, the more peace I'll have in my life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I, I want to avoid all the problems I can avoid. Man, that's born a woman this few days and full of trouble. But there's a lot of trouble that you could avoid by getting a prayer life, getting your attitude right, uh, getting what you look at right, uh, getting what you touch right, uh, getting your... Oh, hallelujah. Maybe you like drama. I don't like drama, I, I like joy. I don't like chaos. Uh, hallelujah. Amen. People clap when I talk about the obvious outward sins that they've all overcome. Praise God. I talk about getting rid of the evil Hollywoods. People jump up and down and run. Tell them when they get rid of the nasty music that's leading them down the wrong path, they clap and run. Amen. Tell them to get rid of certain things that they've already gotten rid of, they clap and run. Amen. Praise God. Preach it, Brother Moats. Amen. But when I start preaching about Romans 1, talking about uh, the sins uh, uh, that are on the inside. Oh, yeah, it might get quiet for a little bit before it gets loud. Amen. Praise God. Amen. This is what Romans 1 talks about. It describes backbiting, which is gossiping. Praise God. Amen. It talks about covetousness. It talks about maliciousness. And it talks about these things being a symptom or a sign of a reprobate mind. What is a reprobate mind? It's described as a mind that has been rejected or disqualified because it didn't stand the test. It talks about a mind that, that is void of understanding. It didn't make it. We, we think of it as somebody that God has just shut off. The truth of the matter is it, they, it's a disqualified mind. Amen. They couldn't take the test. He's, yeah. It's getting kind of quiet now. Amen. Somebody talked about you and you, it was a test. 
Somebody made fun of you and it was a test. Somebody popped your kid on the ear. Well, they don't do that at this church. Maybe North Little Rock they might do. They popped your grandkid on the ear and said, behave. Oh, my. Praise God. What I would say is get them. Praise the Lord. Get them. If I don't see it, you get them. Hallelujah. Praise God. Starting to get quiet in here. Amen. But gossiping, uh, it's called backbiting in the Bible, in case you wonder what it was. Where we get this word backbiting, it means somebody's facing the other way and you go behind them where they can't, they're not able to defend themselves and you bite a chunk out of them. It's called backbiting. But in our modern day English, it's called gossip. And it means talking about somebody where you trying to run them down when they're not there to defend themselves. Uh, Hey, I'm talking about where sin starts. I want to get to the very root of where sin starts uh, because I want revival in hot springs. Uh, You shall know my disciples uh, by their love one unto another. Come on, if you believe that, clap your hands. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen. Before Eve disobeyed, before the first sin came, before she ate the fruit, guess what she was guilty of? This is what the Lord dealt with me about today. Eve was guilty of gossiping. Praise God, y'all didn't know that, did you? She was guilty of gossiping because she had a conversation with the devil and they weren't talking about the weather. They weren't talking about how beautiful the banana crop was. They were talking about God. But they weren't talking good about God and they didn't invite God to come. Boy, it's getting quiet now. Amen. The first sin in this Bible was gossip. Well, you ought to see the looks I'm getting right now. I'm going to live through this. I know I am. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You know what they were doing? They were distorting what God said. The devil and the woman were having a conversation about what God said, but they weren't saying it like God said it. That's what you call backbiting. They were saying it to cause harm. Hallelujah. Now how different would the path of humanity have been if when the devil said God didn't really say that, if Eve would have said, really? Why don't we call him and get him to come verify what he said? Chew on that a while. If the devil would have opened his mouth and said, that ain't what God said. If he would have said, well, let's call and make sure. What would happen if two people started gossiping about another person and one of them said, well, let's just call them on three-way right now. Hey, we're talking about you right now. We want you to verify something. You think it would change the conversation? It would change the conversation. Hey, I, 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 praise God, maybe I'll write a book. I don't know. I, I feel like I've got a revelation. How to end gossip. Just get on the phone and make it a three-way call. Did you hear Brother Moat say that blah, blah, blah? Well, let's just call him and see if that's what he said. Let's just go ahead and get him on the phone and let's just all. Do you think humanity would have worked out a little bit different? You think Eve's family would have? Boy, praise God. Praise God. I'm having fun right now. I don't know about y'all. When you get the revelation that all humanity failed because somebody started gossiping, 
Think about what would happen to your family if you can't stop gossiping. Well, hallelujah. Maybe I'm going to chew for a little while. Praise God. Well, you're talking about confusing. I used, this is what I used to say. If they start gossiping, just hang up on them. And I've had somebody call me and say, hey, I hung up on somebody. If you hear anything, I hung up on them. I said, well, praise God, that's what I preach. If they're gossiping, hang up. But, but, I, but I think I got one better than hanging up. Hang on a minute. Hold what you got. 501. Blah, blah, blah. Blah. I got a feeling the, the, these forest fires would just be little leaf fires. And they'd go out in a quicker. Praise God. I'm not preaching to y'all. I'm sure this is somebody on the internet back there looking on the camera probably. Somebody. But just put it back in the bank just in case you ever need it. Hallelujah. Praise God. This is what stirs me up though. Is that that gossip, that gossip led to disobedience. That's what troubles me. If it was just small talk, blah, blah, blah. What are they doing, blah, blah, blah. Oh, they're blah, blah, blah. If it was just small talking, the problem is that gossip led to disobedience. And disobedience led to being kicked out of the garden. When you get kicked out of the will of God, praise God. And now you're having to bring sacrifices. And these sacrifices lead to jealousy and envy between brothers, which lead to murder. Which lead to family separation. It, it, it don't end with just a little. I don't know what you think about them, but I don't like them. Oh, they're just. I think they're two-faced. They're fake. Well, we all got a little fake in us, probably. We're all trying to make it. We all wish we could be like God. We're coming and getting on the altar. Well, I need to preach about Gideon because I don't know if this is going anywhere right now. But what I was preaching about or I was trying to preach about is that sin will mess up you and it will mess up your family. Amen. And Gideon ends up being the recipient of a sinful generation. Amen. And so here he is. The result of sin in Israel. And now they're in bondage. Now they're, they're running and they're scared and they're hiding and they're growing crops and hiding behind the building scared somebody's going to come and take my okra away. And what a horrible life. And this man Gideon, he's, he's sitting here hiding like a big baby. I tell you, sin is hard on people. It'll beat the life out of you. You can just see it on people when, when it's beating them down. They're just. It makes me sick. It makes me want to just stomp the devil. Here's Gideon and he's just a. He's a big sissy is what he is. He's hiding. And the Bible said there came an angel of the Lord and sat under an oak which was in Ophrah. That pertained unto Joash. And his son Gideon threshed wheat by the winepress to hide. Everybody say to hide. He was hiding it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared unto him and said unto him, The Lord is with thee, thou mighty man of valor. My, my. You got the right address? You preaching the right message? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm preaching the right message. He's hiding. But the angel, which is a messenger, it ain't the angel giving the word. The word comes from God. Get in. The Lord is with thee. 
thou mighty man of valor. <laughs> I tell you what, God sees Gabriel in future tense. Praise the Lord. God doesn't see Gabriel hiding behind the wine press because he's a scaredy cat. God sees Gideon in the future. He sees what Gideon's going to be. They used to sing a song, he saw not what I was. He saw what I could be. I feel God showing up in this house tonight with a message for a bunch of people that feel like you're beat down. Feel like you messed up and made mistakes uh, and you feel like you're hiding and don't know what to do, but God's got a message for you. You mighty man of valor, I got a work for you. Come on, you got to have faith if you're going to believe what God has for you. Why don't you lift your hands to the Lord for one moment. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. So, here he is, Gideon, struggling with this message. He feels like a total loser. But God says you're a mighty man of valor. Boy, I wish I could pump some people up today. I know this Bible said faith cometh by hearing. And I pray to God before we leave tonight, somebody's going to, your faith is going to go to a new level. But sin has immediate consequences and then it has a, what I would call a long lasting mental consequences man immediate sin tears things up and destroys lives and families and minds and, but the long term consequence of sin is that you carry this weight called condemnation and you carry this and you begin to believe the lies of the devil that I can never be victorious and I can never be what God wants me to be. And, well, I'm here to make a liar out of the devil tonight. Gideon wasn't just some old Arab that was running around worshiping idols, but Gideon was a child of God. Whether he was in the right place he should have been or not didn't matter. Because when God puts his hand on somebody. I said when God puts his hand on somebody. You're wasting your time to try to run away. Amen. When I was 10 years old I prayed and cried and maybe spoke in tongues. I don't know. But they baptized me in Jesus' name, and it was the greatest feeling I ever felt in my life. And for the next 17 years, I tried to run from God and do everything except what Mama wanted me to do. Amen. But I could never get away from what I felt when I was a 10-year-old boy. I'll never forget me and my friend Stephen Hanna was nailed down on the front row, and I don't remember what they preached about. Praise God. Maybe I shouldn't worry about what I preach about because it don't matter if the spirit just moves. <laughs> but anyway, I started praying. I, I, I wasn't a cry baby. I never cried in my life. I thought I was tough. And all of a sudden, big old tears began to flow down my face. Hey, man, and when, when it be, began to happen, I just felt clean all over. Th th this is how happy I was. Uh, amen. On the way home from church, <laughs> you just have to know. Amen. We used to have six kids in a little bitty car. My mama would take us to church. We'd pile up in there on the way home from church. Uh, uh, amen. I got right up next to my mama. <laughs> Y'all may not know. But anyway, I used to like to sit by the door. Amen. Didn't want nobody around me, nobody touching me. 
Remember when I felt God, I, I wanted to get right next to my mom. Praise God. Hey, boy, I feel this in the Holy Ghost. If you'll just surrender to God, God will work out your family problems. He'll work out all kinds of little things. <laughs> anyway, Gideon was, he was in a backslidden state. So, when God comes to him and gives him a promise, you're a mighty man of valor. He has to, he has to pump him up. And God, when, when, you, when you walk through the door and you're beat down by sin, you, I mean, that, that's why you got to come to church every time the doors are open. Because God wants to give you a word and, and encourage you and lift you up. And, amen. And so, God understanding that Gideon, he, he, he's, he feels like he's the least of the least. You ain't got amen. I know what I've been praying about. God says, this is what I want you to do, Gideon. I know you've been hiding, but I'm telling you, you're a mighty man. And this is what I want you to do. I want you to go down to the camp of your enemy. And I want you to sneak up in there, maybe in the middle of the night, because you're a scaredy cat. And if you're too scared, take your servant with you. He knew he was a chicken. Take your servant with you if it makes you feel better. But you go up in there and I want you to hear what your enemy is really saying. I know you're scared of them, but I want you to hear what they're saying about you. Oh, God. Oh, God would open your ears tonight where you could hear what they're saying in the boardrooms of hell about your prayer life. If, they, if you could just hear what they're terrified about to, over your walk with God tonight, to, you wouldn't be scared anymore. You wouldn't be living in fear. Uh, God knew that it was important for Gideon. I know what you think about them, but I want you to understand what they think about you. Praise God. You know, I don't think saints of God really have a clue what you do in the spiritual realm. Don't, don't take this offensive at all. But I, it, I don't think people have a clue of what happens when you begin to pray. I, I preach about it. You, you've heard me preach about uh, Gabriel coming when Daniel began to pray and war broke out. Amen. But that, that's just the beginning of it. Amen. Praise God. God's given your enemy dreams. That they're about to get whipped. <laughs> God. God's tormenting your enemy with dreams of what's going to happen to them. The day you get the nerve up to quit running and go right up in their camp. So he said, Gideon, I want you to hear it. So Gideon sneaks up in there. He's got his servant with him. They get past the guards and come up and there's two fellas there talking. Maybe they walked up to a little tent and two men are sitting there talking. And one guy begins to talk to his friend and says, Hey man, I just had a dream. Really? Tell me about your dream. Well... It was a barley cake. How weird is that? A barley cake come rolling right up in the middle of the tent or the camp of Midian and took their tents and turned it upside down. 
Well, why did God go talking about barley? I'll tell you why. Because barley was the cheapest of the grains. Wheat was for the middle class and the rich people. But the poor people and the animals, they ate barley. And here Gideon is thinking, I'm the least of the least. Amen, I'm nobody. I'm the cheapest. I'm nobody. I'm nothing. And he hears this man tell a dream about a barley cake. Rolling up into the camp and turning the Midians upside down. Maybe he began to connect some dots. I wonder what he's talking about. <laughs> uh, I just wonder, yeah, my, may, well, maybe I'll just wait and see. About that time, his buddy begins to interpret the dream. Hey, man, I'll tell you what that barley cake is. There ain't nothing else. That's Gideon. And he's about to come up in this camp and turn us upside down. And here's Gideon. Hearing the, the army, which is described like grasshoppers. There's so many of them. They're like grasshoppers. They're from one end to the other. And here's the guy that's been hiding, just trying to get a little meal for his family. And he hears the enemy, which is mighty. He hears the enemy, which is mighty, say, Midian has got a sword. Praise God. Not Midian, Gideon. Did I say? Oh, Lord, this is a hard job. You ought to try it sometime. He said, this is Gideon. And he's about to roll up in here and our dominance, our dominion is about to be over. And here's the man who feels like he's a nobody. And he walks up and God allows him to hear what this strong enemy is really saying. God, help me take this church on a trip for just a few minutes tonight. On a trip to the enemy's house, to the enemy's camp. We sing a song, we're going to the enemy's camp, and we're going to take back what he stole. Hey man, it's one thing to say I'm going to go, and it's another thing to know that God's going to go with me. Hey man, but I... It, 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 Hallelujah. Sometimes I pray and I pray, God, I don't want the devil to hear what I'm saying. I want it to be conversation between me and you. Amen. But sometimes, praise God. Amen. I need to quit saying that. Because you know what happens when I begin to pray and you begin to pray and you're, you're in the middle of the fire and you get underneath that pew and you say, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When you be, oh, I feel enough Holy Ghost right now. When you're in the fire and you're, you're wondering what's going to happen, but you just start saying, the, you quote Jesus, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you, but I'll go with you even to the end of the world. Let me tell you what happens in the boardroom of hell when God's people begin to pray dominion. Praise God. Come on, help me pray for one second.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When Jesus gave up the ghost for three days, he was nowhere to be found of his disciples. But guess what he was doing? The Bible said he went to hell and he took the keys. He took the keys to death and to hell. And to the grave, he just rolled right up in there and took dominion. Hey, I, hey, I got a word. I got a word for the church tonight. Uh, when you got the Holy Ghost, uh, you got Christ in you, uh, the hope of glory. Uh, let me tell you what torments the devil when somebody gets a made up mind. I'm taking back. He didn't just say it. He didn't just talk about going and getting it. Amen. A lot of people started a lot of good things. I'm going to win. I'm going to take back. They never, never do what they think about. People set goals. I set one every December 31st. I'm going to lose 40 pounds. Been doing that for 30 years. Praise God. Guess what else we make goals about? I'm fixing to take dominion this year. I'm about to get a prayer life. I'm going to pray every day of my life. I'm going to run the devil out of my family reunion. I'm going to run him out of my household. Amen. I'm going to run him out of my mind. We got a lot of new people in this church. I'm going to make it easier for you to get to heaven. Praise God. I got a grandson now. He's seven years old. And he's got a vivid imagination. I don't even have to have this. I can just have this. And I can say, Becton, this is a dinosaur. And I'll see the wheels start turning. And it goes from this to this. And his eyes go. And he starts screaming and running. And it's just Papa's hand. That's why I don't even take this. All I need is this. What the Bible say? You need to cast down vain imagination. <laughs> the devil will say, I'm going to get you. Or it's like this. Somebody said something about me. And when you dwell on it. I gotta have a meeting with the pastor. No, you don't. You need to have a meeting with the altar. You need to learn how to cast down vain imagination.
get the crazy thoughts out of your mind. Come on, I feel like preaching right now. The devil wants to torment people. He wants to tell you you'll always be a nobody. You'll always hide behind the wine press. But I want to tell you what the enemy's saying. Oh, my. Oh, my. If they have another prayer meeting like they had Monday night, we won't have any place in this city. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord together right now. Amen. Just remain standing with me. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. That's all I'm going to preach. Then I want to pray. Praise God. That's why I'm quitting early. Thank you, Jesus. So Gideon got all of his nuclear warheads lined up. Pulled the trigger. No, he did. He did what God told him to do. He took some lamps, which were lights. They were inside pitchers, which are jars. And he took a trumpet. took lamps that were in the pitchers and he took a trumpet in the other hand and he broke the jar he broke the pitchers he broke the pitchers and he blew the trumpet amen and when this happened the enemy turned on themselves let me Praise God. I'm giving you hope right now. There was brokenness and there was praise. Let me tell you, just bouncing up and down because the music plays to your favorite beat ain't going to get it done. I don't ever want to be, this to be the all bounce, no spirit church. Where when the music plays, whatever beat they're playing, that's the beat we bounce. And then we all leave like we walked in. Let me tell you how to win the battle. It's when there's some brokenness. When there's some brokenness. Hey, if you can't shed a tear, it'll be hard for you to make heaven. I'm just saying. When there's some brokenness. Combined with some praise. Brokenness. Not just laying there bawling. But brokenness combined with praise. Whatever that recipe was. Whatever that mixture created. It made the enemy turn on themselves. Gideon didn't have a big army. We know, we know the story. If I had in a few more hours, I'd preach it. It was just a handful. But there was brokenness. And there was praise. I'm telling you, when you get that in your life. Praise God. When you get that in your life, don't, don't dwell on Midian. It wasn't about Midian. It was about the brokenness. And they weren't blowing the trumpet for Midian. They were blowing it because God said to. And when that happened, it was victory. Victory. Amen. God, help this church. I feel it in the Holy Ghost. It's people in here. God has saw you in future tense. <laughs> he saw what you're going to be. But you can't harden your heart. 
can't sit there in unbelief. Can't sit there in doubt. You got to humble yourself. You got to get obedient. You got to begin to praise God. I got a word and I'm done. For real. If you figure this out, don't worry about anybody else around you. Broken praise. When you come up out of it, and when you come to your senses, the enemy will be scattered. Lift your hands to the Lord all across this house. There's somebody, you're one praise away from getting rid of your depression. You're one broken praise away from finding joy unspeakable, full of glory. One broken praise. <laughs> to becoming what God called you to be. Come on, I wish everybody, I wish everybody in this house could squeeze around this front. I want us to pray. Come on, men, why don't y'all come up on this platform? Why don't y'all come up on this platform and find a place to pray? Let the ladies pray down here. All the men in the house, why don't you come up here and pray with me? Kneel down, sit down, lay down. Come on, if you've never been able to get broken, I'm telling you, this is where your miracle will happen.